For many in our audience today, you're listening to us from home because you're working from home. And there is one universal truth. Meetings still suck just as much as when you're at home as when you're at your workplace. Today, we're going to help you out. Our special guest is Phil Cook, and he's going to share with us how to make these meetings work a lot better. Stay tuned. We're glad you're with us. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Welcome to episode 41 of Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. I'm John Ondo, along with my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. She works in the customer service training field at a Fortune 500 company and then does cupcakes on the side. And I have a video production company as well as a podcast production company, and business has actually been pretty good. But the thing that we want to talk about here today is probably most of the people I'm talking to, if you are working for a business, you're working remotely from home, and you're probably having meetings from home, which is, not, I can't think of anything more unsettling than having meetings virtually from home. Yeah, meetings in person, as we're going to discuss today, can be painful and difficult, but because when you can't see someone face-to-face... Yeah, when you can't yell over the partition yeah, and say, hey, I need to know if we got any red left. Yeah, you know. but when you can't see someone or look them in the eye, you have, you're, you're, <laughs> le- you're losing tone, yep. you're missing out on things, people get, I think, get a little bit more free willy well how they respond to things because they can't see your face but on the flip side if you would see my face at meetings you would see a face of disgust one of the (laughs) things i've hated all my life has been meetings so today on the show i'm very glad that phil cook who is a filmmaker he's an author uh he's a consultant and he also hates meetings and he's going to give us some tips on how to avoid meetings and and if you if you are someone who calls meetings and you like meetings you need to hear this because maybe it'll help you streamline some things. And if you're somebody who hates meetings, maybe this will give you some advice on how to make the meetings go quicker. And 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 he's got some amazing statistics. We'll just I'll just tease you. It's amazing this is how much money we waste in companies and meetings. So oh, okay. your big Fortune 500 company sent you home and yes. you are now working from home. How are right. the meetings going for 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 there? Because you guys live on meetings at your place. We do. We do. Um, right now, what I'm finding is the meetings actually have died off because they're more challenging this way. Yeah. So we've only had to have a handful, which we would tech typically if we were in the office, we would have probably had 10 with what's going on in the current environment right now. We've only had three. So it's forcing you to kind of get things done a different way. I think it's just making, we're, we're doing things a little different. And instead of having a meeting for the sake of having the meeting, we're only getting together to f- make the final decision versus discussing the decision and so on and so forth. So do you do you think that's a good evolution when you guys go back to being in the building that it's going to end up being you know this we've streamlined we've kind of you know gotten off the you know we was or you just say got off the crack when it comes to meetings. Well, I, it just depends on how long this goes. I think what what we're all seeing and as we're going to listen to today with meetings in general, but I think I think when John was mentioning we're going back to, you know, at some point we'll go back to normal. My, my opinion is we're never going to go back to normal. I hate meetings. Come on. I've hated meetings my whole life. I love meetings. So today we are going to fix meeting problems. So if you have somebody who you hate doing a meeting with, you need to send them this. So if you, when people see this in the phone, they're going, oh, this guy hates my meetings. Yes. But joining us today again is Phil Cook. Phil is in Burbank, California. He's a filmmaker. He's an author. And he also 
hates meetings. Phil, how you doing? Man, you're exactly right. I do hate meetings. I I, the, I live to try to abolish meetings. So I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I remember, Phil, and when I moved from working at a, a moderately medium-sized organization to working at Ondo Media, which was just myself, and I, I would go through the day in the first few days I was doing work for myself thinking, why, why am I getting done with everything at 2 p.m. instead of the previous place where I was doing the same amount of, you know, volume of work, but I was working 18, 19 hours a day. And I realized I'm not involved in meetings anymore. And that's why <laughs> I'm able to kind of do my work. People aren't stopping by my desk and having a, hey, I wanted to ask you about something meeting. Do you have any statistics or anything to tell me how much time we've wasted in our lives with meetings? You know what? I've actually blogged on that. I need to look it up and find it because the, I, I do have some of that. It's staggering. I'll just say it's staggering. That's, you can't believe how many productive work hours are wasted in meetings, um, how little meetings actually contribute to the bottom line or move projects forward. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I think there is a time when people need to connect and we do need to meet about certain things. However, uh, I've discovered that in almost every organization, there's at least one or two people who, who think meetings are being productive. In other words, they think, meetings are actually moving the ball forward and they're actually not. Um, they, they live for meetings. They thrive in meetings. They love meetings. And so they want to call meetings for everything. And that's when you really get in trouble. When you start organizing meetings that don't need to happen, you know, when that email could, when it could have been an email, when it could have been a phone call. And so that's where people get in trouble. And uh, so I'm not totally anti-meetings because, uh, you know, we, we need to have them sometimes. I just Sometimes, think we yeah. have way, way too many. So I'll turn now to Angel, who, hmm. who works in corporate America as her full-time job when she's not making cupcakes on the side. Dun, dun, dun. You work at a Fortune 500 company. You are in charge of customer service. We will not name said company. But no. you give, give me an idea. Like today, okay, did you have a meeting today or did you have multiple meetings today? I had several meetings that were not on my calendar that became on my calendar because someone needed my expertise. So it was a one-on-one -on -one kind of a meeting. They were, well, no, they were like, hey, we've been invited to this meeting, but we really need you there because you actually have the information. So can you come because they didn't invite me? So then I get invited <laughs> after the fact. And then it was, oh, we also then need to have another meeting where I'm trying to fix something and they don't have the information. So they're like, oh, we need you there. So kind of like the coronavirus, the next thing you know, hundreds of thousands of people are dead <laughs> and it's going on. So so was the meeting, I mean, how much time was wasted or was any of it actually useful? So actually the one this morning that I got a phone call but when I sat down at my desk was, hey, there's a meeting at nine o'clock. You weren't invited, but we really need you to come. It's this, that and the other thing. And we need to figure out how we can do this and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So seven people are on the phone and all these people start talking and it was my favorite part of the meeting where the one person that got invited said, um, we've already been doing this. We've been doing this now for the last month and a half and that's what we already planned on doing and wanted to really say, because I know her well enough, she would have said, I don't know why we're having this meeting. But she didn't. But again, it was like literally, and yeah. they, they still, even though after she said we're doing this and we've been doing it, they still wanted to talk about it for another 15 <laughs> minutes. And I'm just sitting there going, why are we still talking? So that's when you need to call Phil and dial him into the meeting. <laughs> and Phil, what would you say? Well, uh, by the way, go back to you, going back to your comment, um, one of the things that I find fascinating is there's actually a meeting cost app, an iPhone mm. app called Meeting Cost. And essentially what you do is before, the, before you decide to have a meeting, you punch in 
the salaries of everybody that's going to be at the meeting yes. and you hit go and every second that goes by, it will tell you how much that meeting is costing you. I how love it. All the people, and I'll tell you, when executives see the cost of, of meetings, how much they cost to, to have eight, six, six, eight or 10 people sitting around a table that are all being paid well, mm -hmm. um, that that's a real sobering, sobering experience. So I always start, you can also Google um, meeting calculator and uh, there's nice. a number of sites that'll come up that'll help you figure out how much meetings are actually costing your company. So, Phil, just like in her analysis here, you know, she got invited to a meeting to discuss a topic that apparently somebody else has already fixed. You know, what are some of the tips you have on on making that time more efficient? Because because we are communications people, we need to talk, and the bigger the corporation, the harder it is. But what are some of the things we can do so we don't say, "Well, we let's take a meeting, let's do this and that." Well, there's a couple. There's a number of things. Um, number one, I never, I really. I won't go to a meeting unless there's an agenda, first of all, unless I know exactly what we're going to cover and I know there's a hard out. Um, I, those are the two things I, I demand is, is there an agenda so we, we actually don't go off on a rabbit trail? A Angel's just shaking her head already now. Like this <laughs> yeah. is You would not attend any meetings that we have. <laughs> or, there's a hand. Let me, let me refer it. There's a handful of folks that I work with that are very, very efficient and they've got everything tick-tock, tick-tock, um, but there are some where it's just like, Who's leading this? Who called this meeting? Why yeah. are we here? So, so, so I just, I made me laugh. Part of it is to keep asking those questions in the meeting. You know, who, who's leading this? What are we doing? Why are we here? Um, a couple other things just, just to throw out that I've always been big on is never, ever, ever have snacks. You know, when you go into a, when you go into a meeting and there's, there's bagels and there's donuts and there's coffee, that's not a good sign. That's, that meeting yeah. is going to go for a while. That's flies and, to the fly paper. Yeah, because people are just going to sit around and eat for a while. So that's mm -hmm. 30 minutes to 45 minutes out. Yep. The second thing is dump the social chatter. I don't care about your grandkids. I don't care about your kids. Uh, so often. Oh, you don't want to see pictures of my dog or the cakes <laughs> I made? See, there you go. And, and before you know it, an hour is gone and it, mm -hmm. you haven't actually accomplished anything. So I get rid of snacks and I just say, guys, we're not talking about family. Do that on your own. We're going to talk about the problem that we're, we're addressing here in this meeting. And so it's very important. A couple other things that I would throw out is, number one, and this is to make meetings go better. Number one, people in meetings need to understand that their highest priority is to listen. Too many people in meetings aren't listening. They're just thinking of the next thing they're going to say. Mm -hmm. So you miss you you miss what people are saying. You you become You duplicate what people are saying. You become redundant. And so it's incredibly important that you just listen. Mm -hmm. An another piece of advice I would give is when an idea pops into your head to contribute, write it down first. Uh, very often, very often, people will just blurt out whatever comes into their head. In a meeting. <laughs> and and mm. so often that's already been tried. It's already been done. People mm. already know that. Mm. You're just wasting time. So I write it down first and, and think, okay, when is the best time to interject this? Should I interject it? Um, have they already thought of this? Just don't get out of that habit of just blurting, blurting out whatever pops in. Um, and then when you do speak in a meeting, I don't want to know about your life story. I don't know about, I don't want to know about the dream project you're working on or this insight you recently read about in the Harvard Business Review. This, this Phil Cook article you just read or something. Oh my goodness. Um, I just, because people very, you know, very often will say, we'll be in a meeting and and somebody will raise their hand or indicate they want to say say something. Say, okay, Bob, what, what do you have? 
Well, you know, I'll never forget. Ten years ago, we went on vacation, and what happened was, oh, I just will shut them down right there. I, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Uh, that's why. Uh, that's why you're not allowed to have weapons in the. Uh, oh building. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, last two or three things I'd throw in is number one, do your homework. Um, nothing is more embarrassing and humiliating than tossing out an idea that everybody's already thought about. I know who these people are in the meeting, know what's going to happen in there, know what you're talking about. And if people don't prepare an agenda, I call them and say, what are we talking about? What, what's the issue? What are we, I, I want to be prepared. Um, it's good. last two things, stop interrupting. I just, just, I hate when people are cut. Like, this goes back to the, when the idea pops in your head, some people just, they blurt it out whether they interrupt somebody or not. And that's just incredibly, incredibly rude. Nothing will make everybody turn on you like becoming a person who interrupts everybody. And the last thing I would say is never, ever, ever dominate the meeting. Um, I was in a meeting just the other day in the Midwest, and there was a gal there that she just would not stop talking. I, and I'll say this. I actually fired an employee once because they would not stop talking. How'd you, uh, how were you able to do that if you couldn't get a word in? <laughs> well, yeah, no. Well, I fired her off, off to the side later. But we would have client <laughs> meetings. She was brand new. She was an assistant that I had. She was brand new. She, she didn't know anything about the clients, didn't know anything about the work we'd done for them, didn't know anything about, she was brand new, and yet she felt compelled to toss out her ideas over and over and over again in the meeting. And I kept saying, look, I need you to just, you know, e ease back a little bit, listen first so you know where we are and you get up to speed. She couldn't. She absolutely could not physically keep herself from blurting stuff out. And <laughs> it happened so often that I finally had to pull her aside and say, I'm sorry, this is not going to, this job is not That's for not you. Working. And uh, I had to let her go. So it's just, there's an etiquette there that can make a meeting either agony or make it really productive. And uh, if we follow that, it makes a big difference. Those are those are outstanding tips, and I, listening is such a critical for everything. I tell my kids this all the time. I said, if you can just listen, you are going to own the world in in this era, especially where every, everything is output to Twitter or Instagram. To just listen to someone is so critical. Phil, did I remember you saying uh, something along the lines about hallway meetings being efficient? Is that uh, what something you mentioned? At one oh point? yeah, I, I'm a big believer in stand up meetings, hallway meetings, grabbing somebody on the fly. I think very often you can accomplish far more going directly to a person um, or, you know, stand-up meetings are great because nobody's going to hang around long standing up. And right. um, those kind of little brief encounters, you can often accomplish far more. And, and keep in mind, let, let me just say this. Um, we do a lot of strategy sessions with clients. Sometimes we do focus groups with clients. And what I've discovered is, uh, you know, Steve uh, Bezos, the founder of Amazon.com mm -hmm. had a great statement years ago. He said, never have more people in a meeting than you could feed with one pizza. There you um, go. The idea being when you get more than maybe five, six people in a meeting, you always have a few that spin off and start checking their email or a couple over here that start talking to each other, a couple over here that aren't paying attention. Um, when you get too many people in the room, it gets really unwieldy and it gets extremely slow. And so I prefer to keep my meetings four to six people if possible, because beyond that, it just becomes impossible. 
That makes a lot of sense. Well, this this is not a book you've written yet, but you should write one, Phil. You've written one a, a lot of different things because I think go to my go to my blog at philcook.com and type in search for meetings and you'll come up with some great stuff. And I'm hoping nobody will have a meeting to discuss how to make their meetings more efficient because Oh, I've had those meetings. Have you really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me had, about it. We had those. Oh, it was a long time ago, oh. but there was this big thing that showed up on every single Every single conference room had this, you know, all the managers had gone or all the executives had gone out and it was talking about literally that was one of the topics is meetings. And so every conference room got this list that you were supposed to follow in order to have a meeting. And the first thing was be on time, which makes me smile to this day because we notoriously start every meeting five minutes late. There is not one meeting that I have ever no. attended in my 27 years that has ever, ever no, started never on time, on time, ever. And that's even from the person starting the meeting, because why? They're coming late from another meeting. meeting. And so it's, you know. The meeting train we used to always refer yeah, to it in the day. It's one after the other after the other. Well, now, I have a sad feeling, though, if I worked for Phil, he'd probably fire me. Well, because <laughs> I am the person who, when the meeting is silent, because no one is speaking. You don't like dead air. I cannot yeah. handle it. Now, I don't speak just to hear myself speak. I usually will try to ask something. To keep that's, it moving. That's val, you know, value added to the conversation. But when there's just nothing, crickets, and I'm like, somebody say something, I'm going to die. I usually say something. So I would probably be fired fairly quickly. You know, I, let me throw out one last thing. And while we're on this rant, just one last thing. <laughs> that is, it, most organizations, too many people, far too many people feel like the process is the goal. So, in other words, a meeting is just a part of the process to achieve a bigger goal. Um, a new productivity system uh, like Nosby or like, uh, you know, in, any of these things like uh, Asana. Asana, yeah. Just a part of the process to achieve a goal. But too many people think the process is the goal. So, they think having meetings is the reason I'm here and what we should be doing is having more meetings. Or, I need to spend more time in Asana. Yeah, but you really actually are supposed to build this product or you're supposed to launch this service or you're supposed to do this event. And so I just think that um, reminding people in your organization that elements of the process, whether they're meetings, whether they're all kind of things, aren't the goal. The ultimate goal is to deliver something yep. and they're just there to help you get the goal. So keeping that or help you do the goal. So keeping those in perspective really, really does matter. That's really good. I, I know I, I, I've seen many of these new office buildings with these big corporations, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Phil. You you can walk hallways after hallways, and it's all conference rooms. And I'm like, and and mm-hmm. and it's like, where's the production floor? Where's where do you build things? Because all I see here is conference room after with the digital, you know, schedule stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what what do you get paid to be at? Me- well, obviously they do get paid to be at meetings. Do you get? Is this what you produce? I mean, it's crazy. Well, so. I'm telling you, in my where where I work, there will be times where you. I mean, and we have two significantly large facilities. You cannot find a room. You cannot wow. find a room because they're booked. And so you have to go sit in a free space or go to the cafeteria because you can't find a room. 
Wow. I, and I kid you not, you can't find a room. Well, join Phil and I and Angel <laughs> on our quest to end all unnecessary meetings. Dun, dun, and dun. Uh, you can, you can, Phil, tell us the, tell us your website so people can jo- so join us on this, on this, uh, this journey. Well, I'm, a, I'm a obsessive blogger, so philcook.com, cook with an E, P-H-I-L-C-O-O-K-E is where I live. And uh, you can get to my books from there. You can get to my podcast, my YouTube channel. That's kind of the base for everything. So if you go visit me at philcook.com, my social media is on there. I would love to chat. Um, my, my comment section is always open and you can email me through there if you have any questions. And uh, like I say, go to the blog, search for meetings or whatever issue you're struggling with. And uh, you can pretty much find a number of things I've already uh, written on it. So the next time you're stuck in a 45 minute meeting with nothing to do. Yes. Now you know where to go. <laughs> Phil, so good to have you on the show. And I appreciate everything you've done to encourage us to get away from meetings. Yes. Thank you so much. So if you want to connect with us, we are on Facebook, Marketing Media and Cupcakes. We're on Instagram, Marketing Media and Cupcakes. And if you want to contact myself, uh, John at OndoMedia.com. And we'd also encourage you, if you are into podcasting or starting a podcast, and I have said on my other podcast, podcast, which is the Podcast Evangelist, this is a great time to have a podcast for many businesses, for many coaches out there. So if you are interested in starting a podcast, we're working with folks right now that are trying to to put together home studios so they can record their podcast and then send it to us to record. If you're interested in finding out more, then go to thepodcastevangelist.com. That's my little nickname. We're going by thepodcastevangelist.com. I have tips and information. Also, you can subscribe to that podcast as well as please subscribe to this one. We are here to encourage small business and Angel and I uh, are people of faith and we continue to pray for a quick recovery to our economy and obviously to the health of Americans who are affected by this. So we've got a lot of great shows lined up where maybe we'll even do some additional shows just because we know there's a lot of people at home who need things to do. Yes. <laughs> so maybe we what we should do, and, and I've been wanting to do this for some time and we've kicked it, kicked it down the road, we need to do a video because I would love to do a baking video with you because sure. I think, although some people are interested in hearing about my video production stuff, I think most of them are really here to hear about baking and sweet things. <laughs> we could do that. So let's let's we're going to work on that. We're going to work on some additional episodes. If you have ideas or if you would like to be a guest and tell us how you're managing this uh, this emergency situation we're going through, please tell us. We would love to talk to you as well. Again, John, J-O-H-N at OndoMedia.com is my email. The links are in the show notes. And until we talk to you again, keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.